Welcome to the Small But Mighty Podcast, where we dive into the world of connection. Thanksgiving. I feel like we haven't been here in forever. Oh my God, y'all. I missed you. We haven't been here forever. I haven't had anybody to talk to. It's been rough. It's been rough. Anyway, hope y'all's Thanksgiving was yummy, delicious, fun, and good. And for everybody who it might have been hard for, for any reason, my heart goes out. I know the holidays aren't easy for everybody, and it can be for multiple multiple reasons. It doesn't always have to be death. With that being said, you know, because we're all going through a recession. We're all going through this inflation. <laughs> we're all going through this, you know, these times. It's not easy. And so I hope we all uh, could find a little bit of joy throughout Thanksgiving and this holiday season. It's the holiday season. Do, do, do. I can't sing, but we're keeping that in there. Anyway, so let me give you a uh, catch up of, um, of the past two weeks since we haven't been here. I really wish I would have now, but anyway, <laughs> Thanksgiving was fun. You know what? The holiday season is always super high anxiety, super stressful for me, not... Um, it's just mainly because everybody has their agendas and wants to do what they want to do. And I'm kind of like, just decide what it is you want to do and stick to it and tell me. And like, I'm there. I don't give a crap what we do. Let's just go do it. But it's also obnoxious when it's the same stuff we've been doing all of our lives. I kind of, and I want to do other stuff. Like I'm going to explore an adventurer. I don't like doing the same things over again. But so it's stressful when we have a lot of different personalities trying to do a lot of different things. And then because nobody can decide, then we don't do anything. And that's what my Thanksgiving was like. <laughs> but you know what? It could have been a lot worse. I got to go home. And when I say I got to go home, I have two homes, y'all. The main home I talk about, if you ever hear me talking about home, is out east in Maryland because I believe your home is where your heart is my heart is out there I love the east coast I love just the east coast in general um there's just so much going on out there um I'm sure if I wasn't so scared of California and earthquakes and things fall I'm not scared of earthquakes I'm scared of stuff falling on me or stuff falling out from under me that happens when you're around earthquakes so I'm sure I'd fall in love with California, too, if um, I ever went out there or Seattle or, you know, Seattle's not a state. It's a city <laughs> in Washington or Oregon. Washington. Washington. Craig, oh, my God, Shawnee. Not you, Shawnee. Not producer Shawnee. My friend Shawnee. Don't. If you listen to this, please do not judge me. I never said I was good at geography. Okay. I never was. Anyway, I think it'd be fun to like I, anywhere where there's a lot of cultures. I love, but anyway, home is in Maryland, D.C. area for me. 
or there's home where I grew up. And so we got to go home where I grew up for some ice cream. <laughs> and so, you know, it was a worthwhile trip. Actually, we went to go someplace else and home was on the way. And so we stopped for ice cream at our favorite spot, Ivanhoe's. If you've ever been to Taylor University in good old Upland, Indiana, there's a spot. It's a drive-in. I'm telling you, the Black Panther, this isn't a commercial. They're not paying me for this. I bet, you know, it's the best spot in the whole entire, like, earth because their burgers are so good. The Big Panther with some french fries or some people like their onion rings. I, on the other hand, do not like onion rings in general. Um, the Big Panther and french fries with a Coke with grenadine. That's what I like from there. And either an orange sherbet milkshake <laughs> <laughs> or I didn't get an or orange sherbet milkshake. They had the Mackinac Island fudge, sw like swirl ice cream. And I haven't had that since I was a little girl at Mackinac Island. And so I was in heaven this over Thanksgiving. That was my like pig out session because we went to Casa's up in Fort Wayne, which is an Italian restaurant, which is so good. I missed it too. And then we went home and had the ice cream. And so I was just being a little piglet that day. Um, so that was fun. Then, yeah, that was an experience because you know what? It actually wasn't near as bad. We had, I got to see my family from Chicago. They came down and it was fun. It was, I was grateful to see them. I hadn't talked to my aunt and I had a little riff and a disagreement about social justice issues. And anybody who knows me knows which way of the line I fall on that. And I don't care necessarily who you are to me. I'm not moving and <laughs> how I see things sometimes. But um, we made peace. So I'm proud of myself. I've done some growth in the past two. I've grown in the past two weeks, y'all, like massively grown. There's are, there are some things that, um, man, when you ask God to do some things, he sometimes doesn't play around. He moves quickly. Like he'll test you. He'll see things and he'll do things. And you have to be careful. I have posted, if you follow me on Facebook, um, you can, you'll see the post, but, um, if you don't follow me, you can still go look because it's public. Anyway, I had posted a sermon by Mike, Pastor Mike Todd out at Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And most people either you don't know who he is at all because you don't watch sermons or anything like that, or you know who he is um, because you do. Anyway, he has, he, a few years ago, he started this thing called Crazy Faith and then um, now it's, he has round two of it, and it's called Crazier Faith. And I listen to it almost every night, the different um, episodes in it. And something happened in the last week that I, one, typically do not do because I'm a little, like, I'm just anxiety-induced and don't ever do those things <laughs> and, or have the guts to do those things. Or, um, and... Where was I going with this? It just, just ran away because I kept on thinking the word chicken shit kept popping up in my head. <laughs> Pause it. Hold on, because I have to laugh. I'm so distracted. The word chicken shit just popped up in my head. I wanted to call myself a chicken shit. <laughs> and I should have just done it because now I'm so distracted by it. 
are. I'm wasting my time. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. I don't know what I woke up on today. I don't know what I woke up on. Because, look, my little adventure into Walmart today. Now I don't know where I was going with this whole thing. I was listening to this sermon, and I'm about to pull it up so that I can reference the right one. <clears throat> Please bear with me as I search for the information to which I'm talking about. I was literally in the middle of listening to it again. Because, okay. It was the sermon in his crazier faith and um, in his crazier faith. It's on a scroll. That's why I'm, I'm waiting for it to scroll. I guess I could just open it. It's still scrolling. I see now I passed it. I missed it. I want to say it's Circle of Faith. It's, the title of it is Circle of Faith, Who's Surrounding You. That's the one I was listening to. But this is, I, I was listening to this one after all the stuff went down for the week, right? And all my little tests. God, I guess, decided he was going to test me this week because I guess I passed one test. And I think he wants to say, okay, you went from that spot. Let's see if you get, if you notice this and go from this place to that place. Okay? Y'all. Can we call this Transformation Tuesday? <laughs> Y'all don't understand. Y'all just really don't understand. So when things happen to me and I get rejected, you know, by anything, for any reason, I look at myself because I want to see if, for whatever reason, if there's adjustments that need to be done to myself. You know, like, what did I miss? But... In the past, I've, I did that, but I also still took it on as like a personal offense, like it was an attack against me. Not this time, folks. I did not do that this time. This time, I was just like, okay, cool. But you know what I found interesting through the whole situation was that when I put myself out there on Front Street, I didn't ask any questions. I didn't ask any questions. I just made a statement and I still got a response or an answer to a question. No questions were asked. And so I found it interesting. Why do people feel they need to explain things when no explanation was asked for or necessary? Anybody want to explain that's sitting in the room? Shawnee's here, y'all. It's producer Shawnee. Insight? Insight. That's why. That's why? Yeah. They're probably try you're trying to provide insight. Yeah. But it's unnecessary. Because yeah. why? Like, it's unnecessary. Volunteering information. Why? If it's already understood. Um, I knew that was going to be your response. I knew that's what you would say. But why? I think, like, not everything needs a response. Yeah. Right? But communications on the up explain how they feel. But they already knew. <laughs> okay, anyway, situation. Put myself out there, 
didn't ask any questions, didn't want anything in return, got an explanation that I did not want. Or it's not that I don't want it. It was unnecessary because I already knew the answer. Nevertheless, I didn't respond the way I typically would have responded. And I'm proud of myself. I literally called my therapist as soon as. <laughs> I was so proud of myself, y'all. This is not anything against the person, okay? But I was proud of myself because I recognized what I saw in this person and I let them know that they're a good person. We'll just put it that way. And though that it was, I recognized it because before I couldn't ever recognize it because I couldn't, I was never around it. So the fact that I recognized it, one, that's a step. Two, the fact that the rejection didn't bother me. Like it didn't bother me in the way it would have. I would have gotten used to, I would have gotten sassy. I would have gotten mouthy. I would have gotten an attitude. I would have, I wouldn't have gone to where I was supposed to go. I would have like ghosted. I would have been out. So that's step two growth. Like I'm having a whole party over here, y'all. But then when I was wanting to confirm like my response and the, the things that I was wanting to do, like how I was seeing it, because you know, there's always that 5% when you've gone through like things that make you gaslit, like when people gaslight you and you know, you constantly questioning things, you always have that level of doubt, like, well, what if this, 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 and this, and you try to, and I'm an idealist, you know, I get really caught up in my idealist ways sometimes. So I have a little group of people, and this is where that transformation, um, church, M Michael Todd, you know, the sermon, where I was listening to it, and that's where I kind of got the confirmation from, you know, because, you know, I have conversations with God about it, and I was just like, is I was slightly annoyed with God. I get annoyed with him and frustrated with him at times. And I was talking to him and I was just like, you know, what's the point? If I'm not, if I can't have what I want or need, you know, what are you doing? Like, what, like, and it was just like, you can see now, like, this is what you can recognize it. It's cool. Like you, now I see, like now you can see. So it's who you have in the sermon. He was just talking about who do you have around you that has that, like, when things aren't as clear or you're running out of your faith, you know, like when things are small and it wasn't even about like my faith It's just like they provide direction, not of where you should like who's in your who's in there like pushing you to do the things that are right to do the things that are, um, you know, who's in your faith. He calls, you know, that's why it's called the faith circle. And it's like, do these people have the same level of faith as you do? Do these people, when you when you are kind of depleted, are they going to be like, uh-uh, this is what it, you need, you know, are they going to have enough faith to push you too? You know, so I'm sitting here assessing, typically, like I said, usually I would just be gone out. Or do I need to just sit here in the uncomfortableness and know that this is somebody or something that will push me to go further? And so... That's another step. I'm going to sit here in this uncomfortableness and because I know that those are people that I want. I'm creating this little or hopefully big at one day, one day, you know, this little circle of people who believe not just in me, but in the things that I believe in as well. And yeah, so I did a lot of growing in these past two weeks, y'all. A lot going on over here. And so, yes, I'm proud of myself. And I hope y'all are... Uh, you know, we're ending, coming close to the end of the year, the fiscal year. I call it the calendar, fiscal calendar year. I don't consider our year uh, 
a year. Your year for me is like my birthday. But um, as everybody's going through their Decembers of what their goals were and if they've met their goals and things, you know, your assessments, don't forget to assess yourself, like your inner your inner soul self, not just like, did you meet your goals at work? Did you meet your goals for the things like, what have you done inside yourself that you, you know, are you meeting those things that to make you a better person, to make you happier, for you to find your joy? Like, have you taken one more step? And I hope like somewhere this does help change or improve, or you've learned something just small. from this. I'm not a professional, but if you need help finding a professional, I can lead you in the right direction. Um, But, you know, I'm just here to provide encouragement for everybody. Okay. Hey, welcome back, everybody. While we're away on break, one of my buddies, he gave a call in unexpectedly and had some kind words to say. So take a listen. I hope you enjoy. And feel free, if you have my number, give me a call. You can make it on the podcast. What was your favorite part of the podcast? Um, It was a little bit of everything. I mean, it was just, it, it was just cool listening to um like my, here, here's what i said who i've said to people recently and uh i came from a functional family so all these other people who have gone through different things all these other people listening to how they grew up and how they lived and how their life was compared to mine and how different it is I know I, I kind of felt sad or bad that particularly as women you had to go through or didn't see like how you didn't know like a loving like a loving family or see the affection of your parents which I saw from my family that was one thing and just how like you overcame everything about why you're doing what you're doing now, listening to your stories. Listen, I mean, it's just a little bit of everything, if that makes sense, that you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're the first, Uh, you're the first person who's actually called and given their like feedback, feedback, like in depth like that. Everybody else gives like a quick little text. So I loved it yada yada but like but but i but i got it from all perspectives the religion side the the, i i may not because 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 you gave the um thing about the different trauma in your life it could be mental physical emotional spiritual whatever uh that's really cool um I could talk about so many things. And I was listening. I go, man, I want to talk to her so bad. And I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a, almost like answering as you're talking. There are times where I would like, you would ask a question or whatever. And, I'd go, and I'd answer it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, oh. and, and that's why I wrote what I wrote so many times. They're probably going, man, he's already said this. Why is he? <laughs> like, I, 
I took screenshots. I took screenshots. I haven't posted them yet, but like, I really, it really made me feel good. It made me smile. Um, it's just, and, 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 it's, and it's like when you're talking about your purpose, and that's what I've been like, I wouldn't necessarily struggle with, it's, but like lately praying about doing whatever, going and so that's what I like chassis and talked about and my purpose is and that's why I think I left my job the way I left my job and I and I'm doing other things it was like how I met you and was able to go and sit at a bar and talk I'm a person that somebody can open with and talk to and share things if you had a problem or whatever you just share whatever it was good or bad whatever why am I saying whatever a lot? That's like, I'm like, <laughs> whatever. Hey, um, hey. And it's, and it's like, go ahead. Oh, no, I just want to let you know. Guess, guess what? What? I'm in the studio right now. <laughs> okay. And I'm recording I'm right now. Okay. So you're being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It's That's not fine. live. We'll bleep out the names. Okay, but but how how I'm helping people about how I'm how people need me at the moment in their life, and that's why I said when I texted you when I said I'm willing to help you, however you need me to help you, however long I'm in your life, because all this stuff is like rushing in my head while I'm listening to all these things, and this and and it's like. You come in and out of people's lives so quickly, or maybe not. You don't know how you may touch someone's lives at that moment, what you may be talking to. That's why I like going to Applebee's or someplace at sit or wherever it be where I may meet somebody and just talk because you don't know how you may affect them that day. And that's what why I asked you that one time, why I think it's like why you like me or how am I important or what I'm in your life he said because I don't judge and I'm I listen and so that's what I figure like my purpose is is is, is that kind of thing and and how you put your spin on religion is I wish it's a whole combination of everything and I feel like I'm rambling so if you want to feed me questions or whatever go ahead because I feel like I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just grateful that you took the time to listen to him, and you listened to it all in one day, <laughs> every episode. Well, it was it was three one day and one another because it makes it nice because like while I'm working, uh huh, I can listen to whatever because I put my headphones on and I'm wherever I'm at because like nobody basically around me, right? So, so I think well, I think it was Thursday. I think third. I think it was Thursday. I listened to uh, three, and Friday I listened to one. I think it's out. Well, I don't know. It really doesn't matter. But I just, like I said, I just as I'm at, as either I'm at a home or as oh, I literally even listen to some as I was driving. I just have like I'm talking to you on the phone. I just played it over my speakers and just listened. And it it was just interesting the different perspectives of you and your friend and, and how you grew up and how you look at things and happen and I thought I should put in my perspective because I came from a different viewpoint. 
I came from a different view. And that's why I said, and I start to tell people is, and I said this to one lady one time, and I said, I came from a functional family. All of my, on my mom's side, all of her siblings who got married were married at least 50 years. And on, and the same, on my dad's side, there was not divorce of any of my uncles. And so I saw that not only from my parents, but from my grandparents and my aunts and uncles. And so I kind of, when you, when, when you said, I didn't see how a, a married couple was supposed to interact, I was kind of like, and, and, and unfortunately, that's probably the majority of society, I would say. Well, I guess, what is it, 50%? So... I, I, I can't say that. So I tell people if I'm screwed up, it's my fault. So, so it was, it was just stuff like that. Just different points of view, just listening to what you and your friend and, and were saying, just, with just taking it all in. It, it's very interesting. Thank you. In I have to get back. Back. Yeah, it's recording the show. I answered because you never ever call me, so I wanted to make sure everything was cool. No, I was just running a quick errand real quick, so that's fine. So I, I would just was just running a quick errand, and I thought I'm just going to take the time to say hi for a minute and just tell you that I miss our conversations and talking to you and sharing stuff. So I basically did everything in a nutshell. You know, whatever. <laughs> to say i felt like i was so but you can call me anytime i'm i can talk and whatever but if you ever want me to share anything more or give any more feedback i'll be more than happy i appreciate you thank you so much you are welcome bye have a great day everybody that was my buddy jack thanks jack for calling in i love and appreciate your support oh dang what's up everybody all righty so now today we're going to be talking about ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder and um what it actually is from the uh psychiatric from yeah from um psychiatry.org okay from the american psychiatric blah 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 i can't talk today what is the problem like i <laughs> cannot talk <laughs> there's gonna be so many edits fuck oh well tis the season anyway and then of course i just missed it i just messed it up from the american psychiatry <coughs> Breathe, Corey. Just get it together. Okay. Let's try this again. All right, everybody. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, PTSD. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about it from the perspective of the American Psychiatric Association. So that's where the majority of my information is coming from because I'm not going to be just out here not given what they're given, like the technical stuff. Like I want to make sure I stay as close to accurate as possible. <clears throat> anyway, 
So they at uh, the American Psychiatric Association, they consider post-traumatic stress disorder in being um, caused, it may occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event, series of events, or set of circumstances. An individual may experience this as emotionally or physically harmful or life-threatening and may affect mental, physical, social, and or spiritual well-being. Examples include natural disasters, serious accidents, terrorist attacks, war, combat, rape, sexual assault, historical trauma, intimate partner violence, and bullying. So <clears throat> that's a lot. <laughs> um, but there, that's a lot. And if you look at like where we're at today in this world, when you look at like PTSD and everyone's like, oh, well, everybody has some sort of trauma. They're right. Everybody does have some kind of trauma. And if we all were to figure out what our traumas were, I think the world wouldn't be in such a bad place. You know, we wouldn't be so sensitive. We wouldn't be so easily triggered because that's essentially what trauma does is like you're pulling all this stress you know, ex excessive stress from every, all the traumas we've witnessed and we've um, experienced, whether it be physical or emotional or mental, you know. And um, I found it interesting because PTSD, if you know kind of the history of PTSD, it wasn't originally called PTSD. It was originally called shelter. This is tongue twister and I can't even talk today. Normal sentences, let alone be able to say this word, this phrase. They, it used to be called shell shock. <laughs> and whenever I thought about that, you know, you think of, I don't know if anybody shows this in history classes anymore, but they would show us videos of the psychiatric wards after World War One, exactly. And the you shells. would just do what? Shells. Yeah, yeah, the sound of the shells. It would, it would send the, it was, you would see the, um, they would have the cocking of the guns and making the discharge of the shells noise. And then you would see these American soldiers and other, these other soldiers just like crumble and start to, sh you know, like they would shake, they would cry, they would scream. I mean, just instantly. That's what like people my age and young, like older, that's what we think of when we hear like shell, shell shock. And for the longest, I think that's when, as we are transitioning into the term PTSD, I think that's what a lot of people my age and older still connected it to. Like that's what they expected to see is something that's so fear and so severe and extreme responses like that. And um, I think as the 80s and 90s progressed, <clears throat> and into the 2000s and this, you know, things like addiction have popped up, things like um, with our vets, I'm just going to use the vets as um, the example, you know, dealing with PTSD and things, you know, we see, we're starting to learn that there's more the mental capacity of like where it's coming from, that even... It's not just it's not just what they've witnessed, I guess, to say the things that they've seen over there. There are other aspects of it um, from the amount of having to numb yourself. I, I believe I'm pretty sure people will come and tell me the same thing 
that actually are, are in the military that you, there's a numbing that has to go on. Like for you to be able to go through even training to be able to do this, I feel like there's an emotional numbing that has to take place for you to be able to go out and do the things that you have to do. And that, in a sense, is like, a, like that's got to be traumatizing to be able to literally strip yourself of everything and to numb yourself like you're not a human being to go do something for <laughs> that, like, like that has, that just, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about as I was planning for this day, thinking about those, the, you know, how they have to do that. You know, and a lot of the study of PTSD does come from our soldiers. Like, and so that's why I'm using that as like a, um, an example, but it's just like, they weren't just being traumatized like through seeing, you know, the physicality of war, you know, and seeing the deaths and things like they were being traumatized. Like our soldiers are being traumatized before they even have to go out to war. They're being emotionally traumatized to get through training. They might, we have soldiers that might not ever see actual physical war who are still traumatized because of the type of training, like what's going on in training, you know, because you can be emotionally traumatized. I want to look at, you look at um, where, like other ways PTSD shows up in the community. Okay. So you have children, you look at Indianapolis right now where we're at and we have a really big problem with our youth dying, just getting shot and killed. And, um, and it's not just Indianapolis, it's all across the country. And, um, you know, your, your environment, your environment can cause so much traumatic stress upon you that you are triggered to do these things. And, when you're constantly living in a state of survival, and this is how I like kind of look at it at, for the children, for the kids, is like you're just trying to, they're just, they have the stress of survival, me over anybody. And if they're, they're living like this and they feel like it's me over anybody, they're going to find, they're going to look for like a place to fit no matter where it goes, you know, no matter as long as they feel like they fit in. And it might not always be in the pl best place in the safest situations. And that's coming from a form of PTSD of like they've been traumatized and they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to they don't know how to fix it. But I mean, we have adults out here who don't even believe in mental health issues like that's not a thing. So um, it's really hard to fix things when there's just an imbalance in perspectives of things. And we're still dealing with a lot of the people in therapy that want to deal with it going based off of the th same things we've been studying since like 1950s. But anyway, I don't know where that came from, but it all, it'll all make sense in here in a minute. <laughs> anyway, so there are different, um, what are symptoms in the diagnoses of PTSD? You have intrusive thoughts. Um, Involuntary memories, distressing dreams, flashbacks of traumatic events, um, avoidance, you know, anything to you that would remind you of a traumatic experience. So I would have anxiety. Like I, the, whenever I would get triggered in my, I would have this, this look, oh, this is perfect. Cause it, 
it'll tie in for next week. So, because we're going to talk about the polyvagal theory. Anyway, so whenever I would feel triggered by something that happened in my past from like PTSD, um, I would have like these really bad anxiety attacks. And instead of just like sitting it out like a normal person might, I would just cut out and leave. And my ex situationship would get so angry at me because they would be in the middle of like at the club. And next thing he knows, he turned around and I'm gone. And like I was gone. And that's why we drove separate a lot of times because I just leave. And that's got to be annoying, you know, because I would be so anxious because something happened that made me so uncomfortable that I wanted to go. And it didn't even have to do with this, like of anything bad happening. Something just triggered something involuntarily in me that made my anxiety so severe that I just wanted to leave. And so I know all about that avoidance. Like as soon as I get around a situation that makes me feel that way, like I will leave. But typically I will leave. Sometimes I'm trying to get past that. Anyway, um, alterations in understanding and mood, cognition and mood. You know, um, people can get ag kind of aggressive and uncomfortable and grumpy and just cranky when they're put back into a situation that can trigger these different things. And so they also might not feel as, you know, it's kind of, it kind of mirrors what like depression kind of lo looks like. They might not want to be interested in the things that they were always interested in and things like that. Um, and then you also have alterations in arousal, arousal and reactivity. So, um, they could be self-destructive. Um, they might not be able to think straight. They might not be able to sleep things like that. So those are the symptoms. Those are the things to look for. Um, just cause like you, you know, you, I wouldn't self-diagnose, but if you feel like you have a lot of these issues, I would go get it checked out. I might talk to somebody. I might go see if you feel like, you know, all of a sudden, so where I'm just going to kind of explain to you with the polyvagal, like, theory is it's you know how we can hear things without hearing like we don't have to tell our ears to hear we don't have to tell our eyes to see we don't have to tell our nose to smell that's all controlled by like our vagus nerve and our vagus nerve can feel that you know everyone talks about we're vibing and the energy in the room the vagus nerve is the thing is the nerve that detects all that stuff and it's the one that sends you your gut and your intuition, you know, that's that in, is your gut feeling. And um, you're, so that's the thing, like if you're doing your breathing practices to calm down, that's the nerve you're calming down. So when it's telling you something's up, um, that's what's triggering, like when your brain gets a trigger for the PTSD, from the PTSD and the polyvag, you know, the, not the poly, the vagus nerve then kicks in too. It goes to the um, amygdala, I can't pronounce it, amygdala, 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 yes, that's the one that controls your emotions and things in your brain, and it juices, that. it amps that up, and it juices that up, and then that's when you get all of your responses from this trigger, and that's when you become quote-unquote triggered, that's kind of what that is.
if that makes sense. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a scientist. So that's the Corey Horan understanding of it. <laughs> so that's how that all works and connects scientifically and mentally. And we'll go more, we'll go deeper into that next week. But when you, um, there's a re, you know, when those things are going on, I think it's best for you to go check it out from somebody. But that's why it's all happening. So you're not, you're not, um, you're not crazy. Like it's all connected. And so I just want to put that out there. Um, and that's a good segue, too, because now I want to talk about PTSR, post-traumatic stress reaction, response, whatever you want to call it. Um, since I talked about poly, polyvagal theory slightly in the vagus nerve. So your vagus nerve is the reaction, the natural reaction. <clears throat> and the theory is, is that if you, that PTSD can be, does not have to be a disorder, that if you figure out the root of what is triggering you and you re you kind of re-experience the pro uh, the the trauma but from a more controlled aspect and a more positive aspect that you can acknowledge that 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 um, experience was traumatic but you no longer live in that experience and that you can re-experience it differently now and, and in a more healthy in a healthier way and stuff and you can retrain your brain and then you won't react the way you are, but you're reacting because you're still trying to protect yourself from what you, the negative experience that your brain keeps replaying and replaying in your head. And um, that's kind of where I lay. I lay in the, I'm not gonna accept it as a disorder <laughs> because I see myself growing out of some of those things that I've done because of the trauma. So, and it doesn't affect me anymore, you know? So I'm able to move past things. I'm able to forgive people. I'm able to say, you know what? They might not change and that's okay. I don't have to, like, I don't have to carry it still. So I think PTSR leaves more room for growth. I think PTSR leaves more room for, um, Mainly, well, just mainly, like, I just feel like it, it's, it, it explains more. Like, why would you have to be stuck with that? You don't have to. I think it can be fixed. I mean, it, there's been scientific proof that if you go around smiling, eventually you're going to, you're going to be smiling without even trying or thinking about it. You know, that's what affirmations are about. So there's definitely, like, I think there's, there's um, scientific proof and if you go look up Porges, that's who wrote the polyvagal theory. And he he came around in the 80s, 1980. I believe he wrote it. Don't quote me on this in the 1980s, or maybe that's when it became popular. But um, I would suggest everybody go check that out as you're looking into the PTSD stuff and the different ways that, you know, they handle PTSD with a lot of like behavioral therapy. It helps. And um, they do that because essentially it changes the way your brain thinks and sees things. And that's essentially fixing the reaction because it's, it's acknowledging that you're having a reaction to this trauma. So you're fixing how you see the trauma. So it's, they just won't say it's that. Anyway, 
So yeah, go check that stuff out. A part of me feels like there may be this underlying fear that I that I will try and then I won't finish again. Growing up, that's why I wanted, cause I, I wanted to be a daddy. Cause like, I, I don't want my kids to feel how I feel. I'm Oliver Last Name, the creator of a book for people who love people. The book's designed to help us get closer to ourselves and the people around us. You see, healing comes in the form of vulnerability, but the problem is vulnerability is often hidden. And I wanted to create a tool where we could heal together. And when they look at me, I want them to see me. Get your copy of a book for people who love people, Indie Volume 1 now. Available at fpwlp.com. with the easy ones first. Would you rather always have to tell the truth or always have to lie? Always tell the truth. I know. I said it's going to be easy. Yeah. The first one. Okay. Would you rather be, be allowed to wash your hair only once a year? Wait, this isn't fair. <laughs> this He's bald. <laughs> He's bald. I didn't even read it all the way. Okay. If you had hair back in the day when yeah. you had hair. Okay. Um... Be allowed to wash your hair only once a year or be forced to wear wet socks for the rest of your life. Damn, that's a tough one. Are you are you for real? I guess I'll just go with wash my hair once a year. Just be greasy hippie. Okay, good. Because wet I couldn't, socks. Yeah, that's, that can be bad for For the rest health. of your life. Yeah, that could be really bad that's beyond you. that's like yeah, that could kill you right eventually i think i'll go with greasy hair right because i mean eventually your hair's oils adjust yeah. okay okay <laughs> this is the one that got me this is why i want to do it would you rather run your tongue down a new york city sidewalk or <laughs> and the only reason why this matters now and this makes it a hard choice is because of 2020. Press your tongue into a stranger's nostril. <laughs> oh, man. That's a tough one. Right? That's right. almost the same thing. Now, like, we, now, but I think I would have opted towards the nostril option. Because it would depend on the person. Right. But. And you might get lucky on the street. And... Right. That's what I'm saying. But I've been to New York. Yeah, <laughs> There's too. no way. Oh. <laughs> no. Probably the nostril, unfortunately. Yeah, nostril. Like, I, even with 2020, I'd risk getting the vid. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, on the street? Ugh. Okay. Would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life or always feel like you're about to sneeze but you can't? Oh, man. That's another tough one. I've actually kind of thought about that one before. Why? <laughs> Why would you? Because you ever hiccup and sneeze at the same time? It's yeah. It's painful. Did you dribble? No. You know you did. No. Yes, you did. No, no dribble. <laughs> um, 
Man, that's tough. That's like constantly not being able to sneeze. It's like you're walking around like with your sinuses just like right Ugh. there. I wouldn't be able to do that. And then the hiccups are going to mess up your speech. You're not going to be able to rap or sing. Well, podcast. I, I can't rap anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to podcast. Oh, gosh. It depends on how frequent. It didn't say how frequent the hiccups were. Well, I'm it's assuming just... every few seconds like they normally are. Every once in a while, I'll have like one, and then I won't. Yeah. And then I'm good. So maybe if I could have one hiccup a day. Oh, well, yeah, I would definitely take that option. Have the hiccups for the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah. Probably. It didn't say how many and how pro- right. profusely. And it says the sneeze feeling never goes away, so that would drive you crazy. Yeah, I'm going to go with the hiccups. Just because I wouldn't be able to, my anything from that affects my throat up, I'm a baby about, so I can't do that. Okay, would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper or use hot sauce as eye drops? Oh fuck! <laughs> oh man! You're not even a girl, so this is like a whole different level of pain for us. Oh man, that's a tough one though. That's gonna be painful either way. I'm going to go with sandpaper because vision is so important. Yes. I'd rather go with the pain down below <laughs> than the, the pain and maybe going blind. Yeah, exactly. And I just, I just liken it to getting sand between your booty cheeks when you're yeah. at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> or real rough generic toilet paper, you know can be sandpaper and pretty much well yeah Dep- it didn't say what grit of sandpaper oh that true you know hmm. okay be sticky for the rest of your life or be itchy for the rest of your life hmm i guess itchy just because well i'm already like dry allergic to everything my skin's very sensitive so i'm already kind of I already get that, but I cannot stand sticky hands, sticky handles, sticky anything. I hate it. You can't stand sticky anything? I hate hate it. You hate sticky anything? Yes. Anything? Yes. Anything? Yeah. If it's that sticky, then there's a problem. (laughs) No, like, I just, I'm very obsessive. I can't stand things not being clean. So. I would rather be sticky over. I don't like sticky either. Like when I worked at the bar, the yeah. it's not sticky. Like it's clean, but I can't do itching. Can you imagine? Like where where are we itching? First of all, well, you didn't specify. If it was like poison ivy level itching, well, see that's what I'm I'd saying. I'd probably I, go with sticky. See, I'm super. I'm super allergic to weeds of any sorts and grass. Not all weeds. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) That fast. Squirrel nut. Anyway, I'm super allergic to, like, grass and stuff. Like, I have to get shot. Like, I'll break out in hives. So, like, I'm going to choose sticky over itchy. Yeah, it depends. Like I said. Yeah. Mm. What? Um, okay, this is a good one to end on. Would you rather uh, live your life in reverse or fast forward to the end? 
fast forward to the end. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because I've That's accomplished pretty much all my childhood goals I've surpassed already. And my childhood was pretty rough, so I wouldn't want to go back to it. And But what if you could go back to it with the constant being able to it for for it to be different? Most of the things are out of my control. I wouldn't be able to fix them. I wouldn't want to relive a lot of that childhood trauma. And then I'm at a good position in my life where I'm pretty fucking happy. And I've accomplished way more than I even planned in my life. So I could die tomorrow and I'd be okay with that. What do you think? If you fast forward, what do you think it'd look like? Oh, I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> a billionaire? Yeah. No, I don't know. Just happy. Just um, if I could maintain right now how my life is and with good health and financial stability and accomplishing goals, outputs of creativity, I'd be happy. If it was tomorrow or in 25 or 50 years. I would be on the beach. That's what most people say. I'm going to learn how to surf. I'm going to know how, like, I'm halfway there. Yeah. I can paddleboard. And I can, like, I ride the, like, the actual big waves while on my, like, stomach. Mm. So I'm, like, halfway there. Been there. Done that. But the thing that I'm really, I'll probably like fall over just mainly because I'm clumsy. So the process of having to get my ass up while balancing on a wave and I have no. Right. You, I'll fall over. <laughs> I could see that. But I would still keep getting up and doing it. But like the movie Benjamin Button, he was going backwards. I wouldn't want to do that. Eventually. I've never seen that movie. Oh my god! All the movies you talk about—that that one's great. Does that He's... fall into that category of all the movies I talk about? Does it have Julia Roberts uh, in it? No, no Whitney Houston. No. <laughs> Does it have Sandra Bullock in it? No. So Brad the only Pitt. Per but he's not Brad Pitt in the movie. No, he is. Like, he starts out as an old man as a baby, though. It's really hard to explain, but they did good with the graphics. I've only seen the very end at where they like walk off right into the sunset, or not yeah. sun, but into the night, and she's crying. Well, and think about how painful it'd be. I going don't know backwards. the concept of the movie. Well, he's con constantly getting younger. Mm -hmm. He he gets a little bit bigger, and then he becomes in his prime, and he looks really good. He falls in love with the chick, and then all of a sudden he's continuously getting younger. Now he's becoming a boy, then he's becoming a kid. Then he's become a baby. So you can't be with somebody. It'd be sad. It'd be like a horrible life. Well, that's how I feel like my life is going. I'm aging <laughs> backwards. You see this oh, face? Oh, I'm definitely aging backwards. See this face? Like, yeah. keep it together. Minimal makeup. But I definitely would rather go forward for sure. No matter how long that is. I do because I like to know, what, like, if I could ever get a glimpse, I would be that curiosity killed the cat. Yeah, I don't really want to know. I don't want to know how it's going to end. But you don't? No, nah, I'm just fine. Like, if I died in a car wreck tomorrow. Well, I would be fine, fine but that. I'd still am curious. I still would, would be curious. When I was a kid, I was curious about that. I would lay in bed at night and worry about it and think about it. Now I don't. I don't worry about it. I don't no. worry about it. I'm curious, like, because I have this, like, a little thing of excitement. I just want to be here for my daughter and, you know, the family and friends that I have. But other than that, you know, relationships with people, I'm happy. 
tomorrow could be a perfect ending, and I'd be fine. I would be fine with that. Well, I said I've always wanted to make an impact on at least one person's life, and now I got Jack Attack over here. There you so go. <laughs> I've succeeded. I'm ready to go too. No, but I'm saying is like I would want to look like I'm curious because like when I think about the future of what it would look like, it's like an excitement. Like it's an excitement. Like it's like. So you still have like a lot motivating. in the oven. You still have a lot of goals. You still have a lot of things you want to see. I feel like I've lived three lifetimes already. I've seen everything I wanted to see. I've bought everything I ever wanted. There's not much thrill left for me. I'm happy, but there's not any material things or... Oh, it's not even a material thing. Like, there's, like, no, I would like there's... to go to Italy once, so I do have some bucket list things. Have you filled out my survey? No. You guys can't see the look of disappointment I just gave him. Well, let's just say I um, I can't go to Italy right now. Oh, but you can still fill out the survey. I'm not going right now. Okay. I love how everybody just automatically assumes time frames. Like. <clears throat> well, I want to take my daughter. Okay, she could go too. <laughs> well, it's just gonna be me and her. Like that's, that's fine. You like y'all can. It's a we're going survey. to Paris and Venice and all that. Okay, take the survey. Okay. Next um, question. <laughs> There is no question. It's done and over with. I was just going to say. I passed. 100%. Huh? You passed. Yeah. Yes. Good job. A plus. Round of applause. Smiley no, face. I get, it's not that I haven't, I've accomplished, like I said, my goal is to just be able to make an impact on one person's life. There's something over here that I can't see what it is, but I know it's there that I know God is pr pushing me to. And I'm always... The closer I get to it, I can feel the excitement of it. So I do still have that too. Like I'm being a little far fetched saying tomorrow would be okay, but I would be okay. You're not going to think about it. But I've left my daughter in a good position, and I have a, a small legacy, you know. And I know the further I continue down my journey, then that legacy will still grow. So there's still room to grow. But I would like a platinum plaque on the wall. That'd be nice. But it's not gonna. It's not something I'm gonna lay on my deathbed and be like, "Oh man, I never got that plaque." Do I'm gonna regret the things I didn't try more than the things I mistakes I made. More regret knowing I could have tried that and I didn't. That's really? the worst. Yeah, that's what most people say when they on their deathbed. They I regret. don't think I would regret anything. But I mean, they've done studies on it and. Most people don't regret the mistakes they made. They regret the oh, chances they didn't take. Like, man, if I would have just finished college, where would I have ended up? Or, man. But does that does that go with grace? Like, I'm just like, I'm wondering if, because that's kind of passing judgment of like, well, you didn't get this done. Kind of. Give yourself grace, though. You did the best you can. But did you? And that's what people, when they're laying in bed, dying, they know they're about to die in an hour, they regret, man, maybe I should have married her because that's what she wanted. Or maybe I should have really been there for my kids more because that's what they wanted. That's the regret is what you didn't do. As opposed to, you know, I probably shouldn't have did that, but I, it's too late and it's over with. I shouldn't have did that. It's a mistake, but I learned from it. You're not going to really be laying there like, 
oh man, I, I shouldn't have did that. Maybe that's why finding your purpose for in, in God yeah. and what God gives you is why you need to know. Maybe that's why you need to know your purpose because if you walk in the purpose that he gives you, whether or not it aligns with what the world thinks. I actually agree 100% because, maybe. you know, numbers wise, I feel like I teach a lot of my students this, that we're in the 10% that are blessed to know what we love. The other 90% just digest TV, art, music, and they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them people, 40-hour jobs, they're not really happy. They're just okay. They get by. We're blessed to know what we love. That's the blessing in itself. It's not being talented. That comes with getting better and better and better because you love it. So the blessing lies in, you nailed it, purpose. So, you know, 10% is my number, but it's like the 90-10 rule. We're blessed to already know. So it makes you said the same thing earlier. It makes it easy because you love it. Mm -hmm. Whereas this is very a lot of work, even just doing a podcast or making a beat. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Where somebody else will be sitting there watching a movie for an hour and a half. We're working. Right. But we love it. So we feel right. the purpose. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with that. And I, you know, I don't dip too much into spirituality in public, but I feel the same way. The blessing from God is the purpose. You're born with knowing what you like. And most people just don't. And they go day to day, kind of lost, just getting through and tired from work. And that's not, that's not the life I want. Not me either. I want to be on a beach swimming. swimming. If I could make beats on the beach, then. I, I mean, get a good set of headphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I can just be in the city. Right. See, that's like, just give me close enough to. That's why I like Washington, D.C., is because you're in the city, but you can also drive three hours and be at the beach. Yeah, that's cool. It's north or south. Or you can hop on the train in three hours, be in New York City. And so, the beach don't do anything for me anymore. It did the first time I saw you it. You didn't go with the right people. Man, I've been to the beach hundreds of times. Wrong people. I've been by myself. Wrong people. That's the best people. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the wrong people at the wrong time, depending no, on what's I'm, going on. <laughs> it's just not for me. It's not what I like. I mean, it's. I really feel like the experiences just depends on where you're at in your head. I at like the time. Arizona better than going to the I've beach. never been. We'll see. I'm not. It's I'm experiences. Not, oh, absolutely. I'm for adventure. Like, I, I like New my, York, my but survey. I wouldn't want to live there. I don't want to live in New York. I don't want to live in L.A., but I like to visit there. I definitely, that's... And if I'm going to a beach, I'm going to Miami Beach. Well, yes, we've already discussed that. Yeah. I mean... And I want to live south, even further south in Miami, so... Yeah. Well, you, you better start learning Miami. Spanish. I know Spanish. Okay. Piquito. <laughs> yeah. I paid to learn so that I could talk to my sister-in-law's family. And I probably... Where are we at? I don't know. I paid to learn. <laughs> and I did when I had my neighbors because I was using it every day. Mm -hmm. I can understand more than I can spit out. Me too. Me too. You know, I love y'all. I love your support. Go find me on Facebook. And um, you can go find me on Instagram. I don't know what it is. Corey817, I believe. <laughs> I don't know if there's an underscore, but you'll see me. It's public. 
And um, I'm not on TikTok. I am, but you you can follow me. People follow me, and I don't post anything. There's not a single post, but you can follow me because um, there will be one day once I figure out how to use it. And um, go join the Facebook group. If you type in the Small But Mighty podcast, uh, you can click the join button, and then I have to accept it and approve it, but you can join. And you'll find all the podcasts and everything there. Alrighty, okie dokie. Please don't forget to share, like, comment, and come see me and have conversations with me in the group or on my page. I'll talk to you there too. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.